What I will say is the Halloween part where the, the person on Google said uh, in the article said, hey, this is a Halloween movie. Halloween didn't happen until an hour into the freaking movie. Welcome to Heavy Pages, a journey from separation to divorce. This podcast is where we embrace the weight of life's heaviest chapters together. I'm your host, Josie, and I believe that sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. So join me on this transformative journey where we find strength, resilience, and healing in every story. Hello, and welcome back to another episode, a special Halloween episode of Heavy Pages. I'm Josie, your host, and it's been a while since I have done a Saturday matinee episode, and I decided since it's Halloween, let me see if I can find a movie that is Halloween and also about marriage, I mean, about separation and divorce. And I did a Google search. And this Google search came up with the movie Marriage Story. And I had seen the previews of it before, but I was never really interested in it. But the article I read said this was a Halloween movie because it starts and ends with Halloween and that there's a story woven in the middle about the marriage and the divorce. And I keep saying marriage, but it's really about the divorce. And so since I've never seen it before, I, did, I stopped searching and I said, cool, I'm going to do this movie. And I will start by saying this is not a Halloween movie. Was it scary? It was scary how boring and how bad it was. It was horribly realistic of dealing with lawyers and divorce. So a Halloween movie, maybe not a horror movie. You know what? Maybe yes. I will admit that I hated this movie. I will tell you that I wanted to stop watching it, but the reason I didn't was because I was committed to this podcast episode. And I felt like if I stopped in the middle, I couldn't give you a full I could still make an episode about it telling you why I stopped watching it, but you know what? I'm not a quitter, so I pushed through. And I'm going to give you my review. So this is a warning for anyone that doesn't want any spoilers, but do I suggest you watch this? I really don't. It was so depressing. It was so bad. It was so frustrating. And it was so, I'm going to use a word that, you know, the young folks use, triggering. If ever there was a time to use that term, watching this movie was triggering. I can fully understand the feeling behind that term, watching this movie. Okay? So it was called The Marriage Story. It came out in 2019. <laughs> it's listed under romance and drama. Hello, zero romance, lots of drama. It's starring Adam Driver as Charlie and Charlotte Johansson as Nicole. Did I say Charlotte? Is it Charlotte or Scarlett? Scarlett Johansson as Nicole. Then, of course, there's a lot of other people like Laura Dern as one of the lawyers, which 
I liked for five minutes and then I hated the rest of the time. And Ray Liotta, which I was another lawyer, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed him as much as you can enjoy a lawyer. But here we go. A synopsis of the movie is obviously a couple that live in New York, though uh, the Nicole character was originally from L.A. They're having marital problems. They get separated. She has an opportunity to do a job in L.A. And they do have a son, an eight-year-old son, which I can relate to because when I separated with my husband, I had an eight-year-old son. And since, uh, you know, it makes sense, even though from everything that was shown up until their separation, the father was very involved and a really nice, a really good dad. But the mom took the son with her to L.A. because she got an opportunity for a pilot episode or to do a, um, I guess it is, the pilot episode of a show. Not official that she was going to be able to do the show, but she went for the pilot episode and... Her husband, since they were separated, was like, yeah, sure, take, you know, take the boy, do this and see what happens. And he was under the impression that she was going to come back to uh, New York after it was done, if it didn't work out. And that they were going to figure things out themselves together. It wasn't official that they had talked divorce, just separation. But either way, they had had conversations how they were going to handle everything together. They were not going to get lawyers because they were going to handle everything together. So, okay, cool. Uh, Nicole, Scarlett Johansson, goes to L.A. And somebody suggests that she go talk to a lawyer. And she does. And this is Laura Dern. And this is where she kind of explains what, what went wrong in the marriage. Because in the beginning of the movie, it was really interesting. They're just saying beautiful, lovely things about each other. And while they're while you're seeing while you're hearing what they're saying, they're kind of showing a montage of them doing and being these wonderful, lovely people. And there was one part which I thought was cute, but that was pretty much the only cute thing in the entire movie. And sure, they gave it to me within the first seven minutes. Was a scenario where the little boy goes to the dad and said, "I'm tired. Uh, I I couldn't sleep." And the dad goes to lay in bed with him. And then when he goes to leave. You're thinking that the son is asleep. The son's like, no, stay. So he stays. But of course, a little kid bed is too small. So he goes and stays on the floor. And then the little boy goes to lay on the floor next to him. So then the dad gets back up and goes to the bed because, heck, why not? The bed is available. So he gets back up on the bed. And then the kid notices he's alone on the floor. And then he gets back on the bed. I thought that was super cute and relatable because I've been there with my daughter. So I thought that was funny. Okay. Anyway, that was it. Enjoy that moment. Enjoy that cute visual because that's the end. So Nicole is talking to her lawyer and she's telling her what happened. And I hear her and I relate to her story. She never had a chance to figure out who she was. She was an actress, but she was, uh, sounds like, pushed into acting because her mother was also an actress. Her home life was a little dysfunctional. We meet her mother and what a disaster, a hovering disaster her mother seems to be. And then... She talks about how she just never really found herself, never knew who she was. She kind of just floated through life doing what her husband wanted, and she felt very undervalued. She mentioned that she didn't even pick things 
in her house because nobody ever asked her if she what her taste was or if she liked something. And she just kind of went with the flow. And she got to a point in time where she realized that she wanted more for herself, that she wanted to be valued and that she felt like her husband did not value her. Now, it doesn't sound like the husband mistreated her or abused her or anything like that, but it does sound like uh, her husband, Charlie, was very obsessed with his work and uh, he loved his family, but I don't think he knew how to show it. And he did absolutely work a lot and obsess on his work. And maybe she didn't take a moment to be very clear with him. This is where my first teachable moment comes in, right? It's so important in a relationship that you're clear about what you want because it's possible that because she wasn't sure about what she wanted or how she was feeling, that she never had the conversation with him about, I want this, I expect this, I need this. And we will never know if he really would have done these things if she would have been clear. Like, you know, one of the themes on here is that she wanted to go back to LA at some point. And he said, yeah, maybe, but he never did it. But was he... Did he clearly understand how desperately she absolutely wanted to go back to L.A.? Did she tell him, this is really beginning to be like a no, a deal breaker for me. I want to go back to L.A. Let's make this work. I don't know that that conversation was had. It doesn't look like that conversation was had because they were kind of like dancing around that. And, and it never seemed like it was very clear to him that that is what she wanted and expected. But that's what she wanted. So communication is so, so important. If she feels like he's ignoring her and not valuing her, these conversations need to happen. I don't know that they did, but what I do know and have experienced is that she slowly started falling out of love, being resentful, hating her relationship with him and where she was in life. And finally, she just had had enough. I don't think he knew that she had had enough. He she did all this without being clear with him. This is how I feel. But I totally related to how she felt undervalued and unappreciated. And I, I don't have, uh, I don't feel bad. Like, I don't blame her for that, right? I get it that that's how she felt. And it's a, it's a fair feeling to have. I just think that maybe things could have been fixed before divorce if there would have been better communication on her part, but maybe she was never taught how to have a communication. And unfortunately, the Ch Charlie, her husband, he seems like a nice guy, but he also seems like a little bit um, aloof and maybe clueless and totally, if she gave hints, which I definitely don't suggest you give hints, if you want to know, if you want somebody to know something, tell them. Hints is bullshit. Tell people what you think, what you're thinking, what you want. Don't hint around and then get pissed off when they don't understand. Some people don't get hints. Be clear. So this guy, Charlie, seems like the kind of person that doesn't really notice when his marriage is in trouble. He doesn't realize that she's unhappy. He doesn't realize that she's unfulfilled. And that's unfortunate, because maybe he could have done something about it if he would have paid more attention to the clues, if he maybe would have focused more on his marriage, right? Okay, so unfortunately, because of those two things, the marriage breaks up. She goes to LA. He, and I'm going to use this word, although people might find it triggering, but he allows her to go to LA with their son. 
He didn't have to do that. If he knew anything about the law, he probably maybe wouldn't have done that. Or maybe he would have because he thought he could trust her. And he said, sure, you take the, uh, our son to L.A. with you while you do this. And yes, he's going to go to school there. You're going to live with your mom. He's going to go to school there while you do this pilot episode. Cool. All right. He did this because he's not trying to be an asshole. He's trying to let you have your space. You guys are separating. Have your space. Cool. What happens? Somebody suggests to her to go to a lawyer. She goes to Laura Dern. Laura Dern is nice. She's been through some divorces. You know what Laura Dern is? A shark. She is a shark of a lawyer. And what happens? Scarlett Johansson explains to her how she feels in the marriage. And she also mentions that it's possible that he had an affair. Nothing is official at this point. This is just what she thinks happened. Cool. Okay. So she gets a lawyer. And then when Charlie comes to L.A. to visit his son, she serves him with divorce papers. What happens? This is where the movie, to me, starts going to fucking shit. And pardon my vocabulary, but I really hated this movie. This movie is not about a relationship. This movie isn't about the emotions of divorce. This movie is about how fucked up divorce court is, lawyers are, uh, family court is. This is what I got out of this movie. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to stop watching it because who wants to watch this shit? It's like a freaking documentary. If you want to know how shitty the divorce system is in this world, watch this movie. If you're thinking about getting lawyers and you and your partner can't figure things out by yourself and you want to get lawyers, watch this movie. If there's ever a situation that will help you protect your wallet and your sanity, maybe, maybe that's what this movie is good for. Okay. Giving you that disclaimer, I think you can see how, <laughs> how much I cannot stand this movie. So, so she serves him. And guess what happens? She serves him in California. They ended up, you find out that, well, they got married in California because he is not close to his family and she was close to her family. So they married in California. Okay, I, I don't think that their son was born in California because they lived in LA, I mean, in, in New York. So, but the son is now going to school in California. So because he got served in California and... They got married in California and her son is in school in California. Now, even though he's from New York, he has to get a California lawyer. And it turns out to be, obviously, he went to get a quote from somebody and it's thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to deal with a lawyer and that she can possibly keep the kid in California and, and he will never, he'll have to fight for custody because he allowed her to bring their son to California. He did this because he was trying to be accommodating because he, they said that they were going to do this themselves and figure it out. He didn't investigate, is it safe to let my son go with the mom to another state? He trusted her. And she turned around and got a freaking lawyer. And once the lawyers are involved, 
it's a disaster. I come from a situation where I didn't have a lot of money. My ex didn't have a lot of money. We had our son to deal with. We didn't really have a house or many assets by the time we were going to um, divorce. And we decided to do it by ourselves. We weren't going to throw away money that we could use for more important things on a lawyer. We didn't hate each other. So we were able to just figure all things out by ourselves. It cost $375 for the paperwork and to file by the court. And we got it done. It's doable without a lawyer. It could have been doable for them without a lawyer. All the lawyers are going to do or they're going to make things so much harder, so much worse. They're, they're going to make this experience, which is already such a painful, excruciating, emotionally difficult experience, so much worse. You watch this movie, just watch this movie and you see how bad it is. The thing that frustrated me so much, though, is that once Charlie found out that, that now he has to get a lawyer in California, that it's going to cost thousands of dollars, that, that it happened because he let his wife take his son to another state, that he didn't stop and have a conversation with her and say, listen, you and I need to talk. Forget about lawyers. We have agreed that we were going to handle this together. It's going to cost both of us thousands of dollars. You know I don't have it, and I know you don't have it. Why are we doing this? What needs to be figured out? And to be fair, at one point, he does try to do that, and she just keeps talking to the lawyer. The lawyer says this. The lawyer says that. You cannot hand over your agency to a lawyer. If you are super emotionally distraught, that's not the time to be making decisions. Because trust me, when all of this is said and done and the lawyer has basically really fucked up your relationship that possibly could have been amicable with your ex-husband over bullshit that you guys could have figured out on your own, and then you have thousands of dollars in debt that you have to pay back to her, you're not going to be happy about that. You are going to regret that. And you're going to wish that while you were angry and dealing with the emotions that you did this. This is why on uh, my five chapters to surviving a separation, I say you have to go with, you have to work through chapter two, which is dealing with the pain and all of the emotions of your separation and chapter three, which is learning to love yourself, what you're worth, what your value is before you get to chapter four, which is dealing with paperwork, lawyers, all of the legal stuff. Because if you're not in the right emotional space, you're going to make bad choices. You could leave stuff on the table that you deserve to have, or you could get yourself in debt with a lawyer that you don't need just because you don't feel strong enough to handle it yourself or because you're angry and you want some payback and all you're doing is screwing yourself, screwing him, but also screwing yourself, affecting your child possibly because all the extra fighting, putting yourself in debt. Don't do this. Don't do this. Okay. I don't, I don't really know how much more I can say about this film. What I will say is the Halloween part 
where the the person on Google said uh, in the article said, "Hey, this is a Halloween movie." Halloween didn't happen until an hour into the freaking movie. <laughs> and it was like maybe 10 minutes of the movie where where he took his son trick or treating and, you know, it was a bit of a disaster and Okay, so it does turn out that yes, he cheated on his wife because she had already kind of like emotionally separated from him. They were no longer having sex or sleeping together and he found comfort somewhere else. Wrong. Yes, I do consider that cheating, especially if you are not officially separated and still living in the same house and haven't officially spoke about we're separated, even if you're living in the same house. So yes, that was wrong on his part. Apparently, part of that was why she went to the lawyer was because she was upset that he cheated. Which, you know, I get it, but also you were done with the relationship and you just hadn't uh, verbally said that. So then to be mad about it or be hurt about it, sure, you know, you thought he was better than that, I get it. But then to sick a lawyer on him because you're mad about that is just... That, that's not the way to handle it. That is not the way to handle it. I felt that she was so bitter in this movie and that she came off looking terrible, which kind of makes me feel a little better because I know some people think that I'm a man eater and that I hate men and that I always bash men. And I don't feel that that's the case. I will speak up and be clear when I feel that a man is doing a bad job or is being a bad father or is being a bad husband or is being unreasonable, doing stupid things. I'm going to speak up about that and I'm going to be very clear on that. But when I watched this movie, I felt like she was the one who handled most of the things wrong. She was the one who acted out of bitterness. She was the one who was kind of manipulating the situation. I don't think she was alienating her son from the dad so much, but she wasn't being helpful. There was a point in the movie where it's the dad's time with the son and he comes to pick him up and she, the boy doesn't want to go. It's normal. His dad flies in to see him his mom is there every day you know kids are going through this they're going through something themselves because their parents are separating so he's probably feeling extra attached to his mom and so when the dad is going to take him he grabs onto his mom and it's like a tug of war like the dad pulls the son and then the the son pulls the mom and she's just there like laughing that is not how you handle that situation it is your ex's turn with his son you take your son's hand off of your arm nicely and gently and you're like, okay, sweetie, funny, haha, come on, it's time to go with your dad. I'll see you soon. You guys have fun together. You know, hype it up. You know you're not, he's not going anywhere dangerous. You know that his father is responsible and is going to be careful with him and love him and take care of him. Why play that game? It's, it's petty and it's bullshit. Your kids should not be used in that sort of way. And I felt like she was kind of doing that. I was on Team Charlie while watching this movie. Even after really relating to how she felt in the beginning because of the way she handled that. She needed some therapy. She needed to really 
do some work. And she didn't. And she made things so shitty. So she forced him at the end to get his own shark of a lawyer. And I was glad that he did that. And then in the courtroom, things got really ugly. Accusations, throwing back, everybody ripping each other apart. And you see her, the wife, the ex, feeling really bad at that moment. And I'm thinking, this could have been avoided. You guys could have talked this out. You guys didn't hate each other. You could have talked this out and avoided all of this ugliness. But, but she didn't. And then the one time that I got emotional, they had a huge fight after the situation with the attorneys. They suddenly decided maybe we should try and figure this out on our own. Really? Like that wasn't the whole plan from the beginning? And they have this knockout, drag out fight where they say, and I get, honestly, I get choked up and I don't know, I, I know why, because I've been there. They said the ugliest, horriblest things to each other. And that's, that was so real. Why do you want to watch that in a movie? Most of us who have been through a separation and divorce have lived that. Why do you want to pay money? Or waste two hours of an afternoon or evening of your Saturday night watching this. Oh my God, it was so terrible. Anyway, the fight was so bad. And it made me cry because I could relate to that raw pain and that anger. And it was sad. Honestly, it was so sad. So I don't know why anybody would subject themselves to watching this movie. I did it for you. <laughs> I hope you appreciate it. They finally come up with uh, an agreement. She finally gets hers and gets to stay in L.A. And uh, Charlie has to fly and visit his son. Um, at the end of the movie, guess what? Halloween again for another five minutes. Lucky us. And he comes to spend Halloween again with his son in LA. And this time, because the last time, Nicole, the wife was being so bitchy that she didn't let him go the family Halloween, even though he gets along with everybody and made him do a separate Halloween with the son after when you know kids are going to be exhausted and tired. It was a disaster. But this time around, they were all able to go as a blended family. And I say blended family because do you know what? Nicole already had a boyfriend. It hadn't been a, it was a year because it's another, it's the Halloween the next year. Already a boyfriend. What does that tell you? What does that tell me? That tells me that she jumped into another relationship. She had told the lawyer that she met her husband while she was dating someone else. She divorces her husband and within a year she's already with someone else. Did she do the work? Did she do the work to find herself? Did she figure out who she was and what she really wants out of life and who she is and what her tastes are? Or did she run into the arms of another man so that she could feel wanted, appreciated, and get validated from someone else? Well, we don't know. But honestly, if I had to assume, and yes, I know what they say about assuming, but if I had to assume, that's exactly what she did. She didn't do the work. She ran in with somebody else because why the hell not and hadn't learned her lesson. And I think that that's sad. I think it was a sad movie. I think it was a 
depressing movie and I don't recommend it. So with that, happy Halloween. <laughs> that is your not trick, not treat. That is your scare for the day. I hope that you have a great time, whatever it is that you ended up doing today and that you enjoyed this review. You know that when I do these, I do it from the, from the scope of being a divorced woman, of going through a separation, of living this life, which is why I put a lot of my opinions in here and which is why I felt so strongly about it. So you listening to this podcast probably are coming from the same situation and maybe you had this horrible situation with lawyers and you don't want to be reminded of it again. Or maybe you watch this and say, dang, uh, it could have been worse. Either way, I will leave it in your capable hands to decide what to do with this information. And I'm going to leave you for now. And I'll catch you on the next one. That's going to be it for this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me on Instagram at heavy underscore pages underscore podcast. And if you found this episode interesting, please consider clicking on that five-star rating and following so you are notified when the next episode drops. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone.